podcast. It is uh, Wednesday, August the 10th. We are in the final. Gentlemen, we have finally made it to the last one, the last of our off-season program, uh, and we are here. Uh, make sure you are following the show on social media if you are not already uh, at Huddle Up Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. Um, and uh, if you enjoy the show, uh, share it with at least one person you think might enjoy it as well. Get the merchandise over at tpublic.com. Subscribe to our YouTube channel um, and the show on all podcast platforms. Jim, Matt, and EJ, as we close out the uh, the offseason shows, we are looking today at the biggest what-if or what-ifs in sports history. And uh, we may also throw in towards the end um, the biggest what-ifs for your favorite teams. Uh, so you can start thinking about uh, thinking about those as well. Um, but do you guys, uh, either of you, I'll, I'll lead them to, to Matt or EJ. You guys can can take the first one. Um, is there is there one that comes to mind for you that's the biggest what if in sports, Matt? Yeah, we kind of alluded to it earlier when we were talking about who we would take in their prime to be on our favorite sports team, and and I brought Ken Griffey Jr. to the table, and we all kind of discussed what would have been if injuries hadn't derailed his career. And I think, you know, in terms of the numbers that he put up with an injury shortened career, I mean, those are numbers that obviously Hall of Fame easily for him when he came onto the ballot. But if not for some injury shortened seasons, like what what are we looking at in terms of statistics wise for Ken Griffey Jr.? Like we easily have a home run king in Ken Griffey Jr. that that isn't mired by any sort of controversy like we have now. Um, you know, no disrespect to what Barry Bonds did, but that's always going to be the the kind of cloud that's hanging over his number, his accomplishments. We don't have that with Griffey. And I probably would even put forth that we we see him break the single season record as well at some point during his career with how pure that swing was. And as he got older, just transitioning into like a DH type of role and being there for for the remainder with no injuries to worry about. I think Ken Griffey Jr. and Jim, we've talked about this before. Are there sports where there is a definitive go baseball? I don't think there is one. But if Griffey's career isn't hampered by that, I would argue that he is probably the de facto greatest of all time baseball player. Um, for what he did no, at yeah. the plate and in the field. Totally agree with you. Yeah, totally I mean, yeah, he and because that's the thing with baseball is you can have a guy who's great in the field who um, isn't the best at bat, or you can have a great hitter um, who is is more, especially in the American League, spent a portion of their career as a DH, um, or you know, a a great um, you know just a great starting pitcher, or uh, you know, you have a guy like Cal Ripken who was reliable. Uh, obviously always on the field for the majority of his career um, and, and a great fielder, not the greatest of hitters. You know, nobody's ever putting him uh, in, in like a Mount Rushmore of positions, but but he's still one of the best baseball players of all time because, again, he's always there and he was always at a certain level. Um, so, yeah, I think that's that's what's, what's really hard uh, with baseball. But yeah, Griffey de- definitely up there. One for me, and it's not like my top one, but it's kind of on the same lines as as you met when you're talking about statistics and and you know what could have been with w- with this is what if Barry Sanders didn't retire in his prime? Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Like 
you know, Emmett that Smith, rushing ret- record is untouchable if he doesn't. Retire. Yeah, I mean, like, no one's coming close to that. And even if he, what if he was with a better team? Like, let's be honest yeah. about that too. Like, he was doing that with 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 just a, a terrible team. Um, you know, you put him behind that Cowboys offensive line. Woof. I mean, it's not even close. And he probably doesn't retire. Like, I, I don't. You know, I know, and and it's and it's been good to see him come back into like the the football world and do do more stuff. I mean, even during like Super Bowl week, he does a lot of media appearances. Um, but like, you know, I, I don't I don't know if he disappears um, from from the the existence of football uh, if he's not a Detroit Lion. Uh, but EJ, what's what's one uh, big one that comes to your mind uh, when probably you hear? My, probably my biggest NBA one. What if what if Grant Hill did not get hurt? Like had those injuries he had in the middle of his career. I Grant Hill had a fantastic college career. His first couple years in the league in Detroit, co-rookie of the year with Jason Kidd. Um, fantastic start to his career, and then the injuries piled up and piled up and piled up. I am convinced that Grant Hill would have been a top ten player of all time. Like he, to me, the way we look at LeBron, I'm convinced Grant Hill's skill set because he, he his skill set was, I would argue, probably if not better than LeBron James, because his his shot was probably better than LeBron's coming out of the gate. You know, his mid-range game was great. He, he was smooth. Um, and his game translated in a way where it could have aged well, too, especially. I argue Grant Hill would be in the top 10 all-time, maybe top five all-time player, because his talent. He was he was that good. He was that good. And right when he was getting to his peak, it was powers. The injuries started piling up, and it was, it was bad from there. But, man, Grant Hill would have been, to me, is my biggest – He's done my biggest NBA what if of all time. I, can I pose an, an NBA what if to you, EJ, while we're talking ahead, NBA? Yeah. yeah. So, what if Shaq doesn't go to LA, stays in Orlando with Penny? Is Kobe talked about the same way? And how many titles does that Magic team bring to Orlando? They eventually get there. I, it's funny. We, I, I, I did the. Uh, I don't know what, what was the uh, – it was actually a topic probably we'll talk about on my podcast about a year or two ago with somebody else, but this came up about Orlando, how they kept that team together. You look at the Eastern Conference back in the late 90s. The Bulls were – they were ending at some point, 98. The Bulls ended yeah. at some point. Uh, yeah, no one Michael East... was kind of on his way out after Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. He was still great, obviously. Re-emergence. Yeah. yeah. Orlando was that next team in line. Mm-hmm. Penny was that good. And Penny's healthy, of course. And you, you saw Shaq, how great he became in, like, even after that. Because yeah. Shaq was, was already great then. Yep. And Shaq becomes fucking absolutely, like, unstoppable in L.A. You get that Shaq in, you know, in Orlando with Penny, who, and, and also with a player that can actually facilitate him more than Kobe did. Yeah. They they win about two, three titles at least. I mean, you you, you bring up LeBron. What if, what, if he doesn't, what if he doesn't make the decision? Or if his decision is to stay in Cleveland? I think that... that he may that, get a title. That, you know, this. I mean, and, and, you know, do we do we talk about him? You think about the episode from... Uh, a couple weeks ago, um, you know, are we are we talking about him along the lines of the Barclays, the Griffies, the Marinos, uh, the, yeah, the guys that the, are the greatest yeah, ever to not win one? Seriously, he may not win a title there because part of the problem of him and why he left, and people don't understand this, he wasn't drawing talent to him. Right. right. Okay? They tried to get Chris Bosh in 2010 to come to Cleveland. He said, no, I'll play with you, but not in Cleveland. Yeah, come to Miami. That's why the heat, the Miami thing was worked out because people will say, "Well, we'll play with you. We'll play with you, but somewhere else, even Chicago or Miami." Oh yeah, I, I always said title. that that Cleveland made the decision, not LeBron. The only reason that he won that title with Cleveland was because they gifted 
the Cavs so Correct. many number one <laughs> picks after he left. To get Kyrie, right. To get Kyrie and to get the, the weapons to trade for Kevin Love. Uh, right. I mean, it, and they had, what, three first overall picks within yeah. six years? Yeah. I mean, you don't see that in an NBA lottery these days. Right. And and so it's it that was the only reason why his decision to go back to Cleveland, and even then, that, that he almost – didn't get that title in Cleveland. I mean, that was a stretch. Yeah, it was pulling uh, teeth, man. It really Yeah, was. I mean, he almost didn't get one of them in, in Miami either. So, I mean, yeah. what if what if Ray Allen misses that shot? <laughs> are, are we putting LeBron well, James? Well, they get one. They get one. They get the first one. That's it. They get right, the one, but still, I mean, that's that's one. And and this is yeah. supposed to be the super team. Correct. You know, I, I mean, we, we saw them come together. Dallas takes them down year one. Then they get it. And then, I mean, the the Spurs were so close to just shutting that door. I still get nightmares of that fucking Spurs series. <laughs> even the one we won. No, but I do think, and I'm making the LeBron thing here. I do think losing to Dallas in year one was a good thing for Miami. Because I'm not sure they win, the, they win additional ones after that because they came in very cocky and this and that, and they they beat Dallas. Okay, this is supposed to happen, this and that. And then they probably lose a couple more. I mean, I think the, the losing the first one made them hungrier and made them really look into that roster and really try to make things better. And, you know, that was a year. He, it, was, it wasn't until year two that LeBron got the Heat team. Year mm-hmm. one, it was still Dwayne's team in year one. Yeah. Year two became LeBron's team. My uh, – so, go ahead, Matt. So, to go back then to the original part of the Shaq question, though, EJ, do, is Kobe still the Kobe we know if he doesn't have Shaq for those years in L.A.? <sighs> I'm so glad I said that though, because my other my other what if was actually what if Kobe did not get traded from Charlotte to LA? <laughs> it's, <laughs> what, what if, it's funny you said that. No, um, no, I I still think Kobe gets gets the respect because he was that good, and he. But, but do, is he winning that many titles without Shaq? No, the titles, no, no, no. right. You'll, so that, that, I mean, probably that goes have, back to a couple weeks ago, and, right. and we put Kobe and and LeBron in that same conversation. But the Kobe to me mm-hmm. is the all time greatest. If, when you ask Matt. Who do you think is the best basketball player of all time? I will always say Kobe Bryant. But I don't know that we get to that level if he doesn't have Shaq to feed off of for those few years when he's maturing right. as a basketball I'll player. I'll say this. He won't have five. Okay? Yeah. But the difference between LeBron and Kobe is that Kobe is in L.A. They can draw talent. They can draw free agents, and right. and they did, and and they, they did that the back, yeah, right, and and, and they did that with Pau Gasol and those guys in, in the, mm-hmm. on the back end of his of the two titles he won after Shaq left. So, at least in terms of the environment, Kobe would have the advantage of having, you know, a front office that's or, that's by the way, it's, it's always been aggressive, even before Kobe and, and Shaq right. was there. So they they'll, they'll draw in guys. So they, yeah, he'll get he'll get a few titles off, off the clip, but you know he will probably get five, you know. Okay. You know, one of the, one of the the ones I'd written down, and and it's, you know, it's not my not necessarily not my number one, but it's it's a it's an intriguing one from an NBA st- standpoint. Is is what if the Trailblazers draft Michael Jordan? Yeah, because they t- they yeah. took Bowie, um, and 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 left Jordan obviously to to the Bulls, um, you know that. That 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 changes, and and a couple of the ones I the, you know the ones I had written down. There's a few like that where, um, like in the NFL, what if the tuck rule gets called the the other way, or some people probably say the the correct way, um, you know, oh, the pats don't, no, the, the pats that, don't, the easy. pats obviously don't win that year, um, because Bledsoe gets, gets a job back next year, 
Right, right. Like I mean, that was one of the one of the reasons that kept you know Brady gave Brady his his job and 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 locked him into that job. Um, but like you know, would they have seen the writing on the wall that Brady's younger and can lead the team regardless? Like, would they still have won? Like, it, you know, it's it's definitely um, definitely Let one me of those. Touch on your first one though. I, I love your first one about the Jordan. Yeah, let's let's uh, Sean Sean. Oh, uh, here, Sean. Jumping in with us, joining us again this week. Um, hopefully, he can. Can you hear me or no? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't registering on the on the big thing. All right, cool. So we're doing uh, we're doing the biggest what ifs uh, in in sports history, and I and I brought up it because we were on an NBA road for a little. Is uh, what if the Trailblazers did drafted Michael Jordan instead of Sam Bowie? And EJ, Which... you you were. All right. So, I still think Jordan gets titles if not earlier, because t- think about it. They get, they get Clyde Drexler, who at that time was probably the second best shooting guard in the league at that time. You drafted him the year before, yeah. Right, exactly. Those two are growing together. Right, That's exactly. That's a scary tandem. Portland was going to fi- was going to finals before Jordan got there. Okay, in the West. And they had, a better, they had better teams for a good three, four, five-year stretch. You put Jordan that, in that conversation too, especially, he might win more than six because Portland had some really stacked teams for a good while. Yeah. So yeah, it actually might be better for Jordan in the, in the long run, which is insane. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're not we're not talking about Chicago Bulls merch like we are these days. Like no, no one knows who the Chicago Bulls no. really are. They're like they're like a, a Pistons team or a or is a Pacers you know team. like do we know who Scottie Pippen is? Like Rodman doesn't end up in Chicago. Um, you know, Rodman might end up in Portland. He might end up in Portland. <laughs> Is, well, is, it's a weird scenario because, I mean, both those teams, I mean, Clyde Drexler probably being one of the big reasons for it, but the, the two teams ahead, I mean, nobody questions Hakeem Olajuwon at one overall. Right. I mean, let's not forget that someone drafted Hakeem Olajuwon over Michael Jordan, which when you really look at the rankings of players historically was still technically a stupid decision. Uh, you know, when you really look at, you know, overall right now, was Hakeem Olajuwon one of the best players I've ever watched play? Yeah. Top 10 on the top absolutely, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean he's he an unbelievable win player. Two titles was he Michael too. Jordan? No. Yeah, he won two titles the years that Michael Jordan left right. to play baseball. It's not yeah, really, although, although no one thought Jordan would be this good. I mean, no one had Jordan Peck be, to be the greatest player of all time. I mean, By the, the way, the, sorry, my um, I had technical difficulties. Had to had to cut out because my phone died. The um, Is this the first of the, um, the, the what-ifs? Is this the first... Yeah, 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 we're just we're just kind of rolling through them. We're not throwing them out randomly. Okay, all right, because because along the lines of the Michael Jordan one was you know uh, you know because you just it just it surfaced was one of my what ifs that I had debated Mm -hmm. was what if Michael Jordan hadn't left for two years? Yeah, yeah, they they they, you know okay Mm -hmm. because it's it's like it's not so much like you know would they have won. Because it's like if he plays, like, do they win two more? And if and if so, all of a sudden it's like all these players that play now, where it's like, well, I have more, you know, well, Kobe won more this way. Jordan left two, like, I mean, he was at his apex. Yeah. You know, because then it's like, is the what if really like, what if he hadn't left, or is the what if really like, what if his dad hadn't gotten, you know, murdered? Uh, do you think he was yeah. two title? Do you think he was two title? No, for record, he he left a year and a half. He came back from the second second part of that year. Yes, lost Orlando in the second round of playoffs. Yeah, um, and, you, and I think a lot of that was chemistry, and it was just you know you, you, 
it's it's hard to jump back in in, in any aspect. And like, when when you're jumping back in after what he had gone through and like the time away and the yeah, you know that that's 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 a big ask. Uh, and there was a lot put on his shoulders, even more so than other years. So I, you know, I, I don't put that one on. I don't. No think, one puts it on. This, this, see that one you just said is actually a great one because this is something I've been debating for years. People assume he won one eight in a row. I say no. If you if you knew the NBA back then too, especially and you knew Jordan, what we what we know now in hindsight. My, before his dad even got murdered, Jordan was burned out anyway. He said he was burned out. He was burned yeah. out. And so he retires, obviously, when his dad gets murdered. Now, that Bulls team in 94, 1994, was still pretty much the same team minus Jordan input Pete Myers, okay? The Bulls win two less games than they did without Jordan. And that team almost went to the finals that year, okay? Mm-hmm. Maybe they win or get to the finals in 94. In 95, hell no. Because the Horace Grant, losing Horace Grant, people don't understand. Losing Horace Grant was a Horace Grant is incredibly huge. undervalued. Yes. It's the reason um, they lost Orlando. It's it's why they got Dennis Rodman. Well, I was game. just gonna say he's he's a big part when people remember that Shaq and Penny, you know, Orlando tandem, they forget that like Horace Grant was there too. Right. Uh and, and that was a big piece of that. Not to mention, you know, obviously the Nick Andersons and of course. the you know the Scots. Yeah, of course, yeah. They had a good a good team there in Orlando, but but uh yeah, Horace Grant, very under underappreciated as far as a piece of that right. puzzle. Losing Horace Grant is the reason they got Dennis Rodman in the first place. Because in 95, oh, yeah. if you watch, even when Jordan came back, they they played better with Jordan when he came back. They, they were they were actually game on the 500 when Jordan came back to the team. And then they went on for an old run. They got the, I think they got the five seed in the East that year. They won, beat Charlotte in the first round of playoffs. But you notice, if you watch that series against Charlotte, watch the series against Orlando, the biggest issue for Bobby, congrats to the Orioles, they won 10 in a row. Uh, the biggest issue with the Bulls was that they, they were thin in the middle. Shaq yeah. destroyed them. Horace Grant in Orlando destroyed them, which is why they went after Robin in, in free agency that, 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 that very next uh, summer. And, of course, the rest is history. Absolutely. Uh, Sean, is there is there a what-if in sports uh, that sticks out to you as a as – a- as a big what if in sports. Well, I mean, I mean, I, 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 I stri- tried, tried thinking and, and narrowing it down, and I, and I came across the Michael Jordan one, you know, and I, and I came across, uh, you know, a couple in each sport, and the one that, and maybe it's because I just keep stumbling upon highlights of this person, and, and for me, it's an NFL what if, and for me, it's, I mean, it's a no brainer for me, only because I still value this individual so highly. Um, but what if Barry Sanders does not retire yeah. at the age? I, I had Barry actually, Sanders I had actually brought retired. that one up. That was if you, Barry right? yeah. Sanders plays until his body actually asks him to retire. You know where where are the record books then? It's over you know, twenty thousand yards. I mean, it's easily. it's because I mean he at the time. I mean he's easily like a season from breaking Walter Payton's record. Yeah, one season, yeah. and walks away. At an, it's in not his, even an age that's considered old now. No, it's it's in his prime, or even maybe even before his prime. And I, I said know, too when I brought it up is what if he didn't play for the Lions? Like, yeah, what if I, he's I, on a better team? I mean, I know he he had to shoulder a lot of the load because they were so bad. Well, and that's just it. Like it was it was a franchise that it's probably the only franchise I've seen one of the few that on like third and 19 would hand the ball off because it was their best chance to get 19 yards. Right. You know, Barry Sanders had a lot of third and long carries. Right. 
that worked and they still couldn't win and and uh i mean and and i'm a guy that, that stands by i mean you can sell me on jim brown all day i love the way jim brown ran you can sell me on walter payton and gail sayers and yeah you know emma smith jamal whoever you want to sell me on i can appreciate any running back in the game but there is no one i've watched in my lifetime and i was still pretty young when i watched barry sanders but even as someone now that goes back and watches footage of barry sanders i mean when you look at from the time he gets the ball to the time he's on the ground, if he's on the ground, to me, there's no one else that ran more elusively and confused defenses more than Barry Sanders. I, I was saying in real time, like even when Emmett was dominating with Dallas, you know, in the early nineties, I was still, everybody was saying it, that it was, it's still Barry with a bullet. Yeah. Emmett Smith was not the best of the two. No. Emmett Smith, by the end of it, he ended up with the with, most you know, yards, but he wasn't the best. Most yards, he ended up with more touchdowns. But he just kept playing. Yeah, you know it's 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 you know it's again we you know it's something we touched on a couple weeks ago when you talk about greatness versus championships and all of that. Like sticking with you know Emmett Emmett wasn't the best of those two running backs. You know, and and everybody told me Troy Aikman was the greatest quarterback the Cowboys ever. I don't I don't believe that. I don't think Troy Troy Aikman was good, but he wasn't that great. Hot take. Hot take. Tony Romo's better than Troy Aikman. Tony Romo's Tony Romo's the best quarterback the Cowboys have ever had. I I think so. I, I think he's definitely if not number one, number two at least. Yeah, I mean it, 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 maybe maybe Stallback, but like I mean the game was very different. So again, you're talking different eras. But yeah, like Romo definitely better than Aikman without without question. Um, for me, one I had and I'm I'm looking at it from a, from a Jason hockey Garrett. from a, from a <laughs> hockey standpoint from a hockey standpoint. Is um, what if Mario Lemieux doesn't get Hodgkin's disease? Oh yeah, like, like that crossed my mind as well. That that change, you know, because I mean Gretzky Gretzky's career numbers were incredible, but I mean Lemieux um, at that time it was still an era where where scoring was out of control, and he was I mean he was unbelievable, and and the fact that you had both of those guys, I mean Gretzky had. Gretzky had, was was past his his peak peak um, when when Lemieux was getting into his and and I mean he came back and and he was still good uh, but he, he was never the same and then he had the back problems and stuff too um, you know I, I think Lemieux challenges some some of Gretzky's career numbers I agree I agree. I think he pushes a few yeah I, I mean I, I don't know if some of those points numbers points points probably not but goals maybe I mean maybe. I think he's like, I think he's the, Le, the LeBron to 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 Gretzky's Jordan if he stays healthy. In the yeah, Atlanta. I mean, I think it's something like that. I mean, the issue was is, is you know, and Gretzky always had great. Well, he always won. Like, I always wonder when I say like, Gretzky had great players playing around him. In Edmonton, I'm like, were they were they really really great or were they really great because they played with Wayne? Gretzky? I, I think it's you a know. bit of both, uh, know, especially even, like, once like, he well, his later years with the Kings. And I'm like, what well, did? Did they just take some of what Gretzky rubbed off on him? You know? Some of his later years with the Kings, and I think his years with like well, he the, carried that Kings with, with and like yeah, the Blues. When, like when, by the time he got to the Blues and the Rangers, it was more teams were better he because took that he blues was there. Team to the playoffs, yeah, and that I mean, Blues team wasn't that good. Yeah, I mean, another what if too is what if the Oilers don't trade Gretzky to the Kings? Just, I have, I have, an, I have an NFL one actually. Yeah, go. Kyle probably appreciate. What if Joe Montana does not get injured in that in his title game in 1990 against the Giants? Ooh. Think about it. They probably went now watching that game. Obviously, they probably still win that game with the Giants. Okay, 
go to the Super Bowl, probably Buffalo, we'll see. That's three in a row. That's the first three-peat and only three-peat in NFL history at that point. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Okay, that, I mean, that, that I mean, and that hit with Leonard Marshall changes everything. Sure changes does. a lot of things in the NFL. That, it changes the course of a lot of things. So, yeah. that's, five, that's five titles of Montana. We're what, probably, what, what, and, what does and, Steve Young become? Exactly. If he doesn't get you know? a chance. I mean, we, we right. touched a little bit on the tuck rule and, and giving Brady his opportunity. That was right. Steve Young's opportunity. Right, exactly. Yeah, I was wondering if you guys brought up the tuck rule because that, yeah. that was on my short list. Yeah. You know, I, I still I still think the Patriots end up getting titles, but I, it's not the I dynasty. I don't know. I th- I don't I, know. Look, yeah, I the do. The real Brady what if is what if Drew Bledsoe gets up. Right, yeah. That's the ultimate Brady what if. What if Drew, Brady, what if Drew Bledsoe just gets up from the hip and walks back onto the field? Because the, the, ma- thing, the thing is with, 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 with Brady – Bledsoe getting hurt and Brady taking that team to the tuck roll and all that, you know, it's it's similar to, um, you know, and, like, and would I Brady I, be as great if it wasn't just like like because Tom Brady was a hard is a hard worker. Don't get me wrong, absolutely. And like, yeah. Tom Brady did fine at Michigan. He didn't shatter records, obviously. Otherwise, you would not be drafted the seventh round. Right. You know you you know you're, and and to me it's just it's just one of those like. Was he a guy that was like, "This is my shot," like, and you just go, yeah. and you don't have time to think, and you just end up on this like, you know, projectile path to to greatness. And I'm like, if he had time, like, if Bledsoe comes back in and the Patriots kind of fizzle out for the year, and then he like goes somewhere else, maybe, maybe not. Yeah, because I... Brady eventually is like, here, week one, it's your team. Like, is he? Does it ever? do anything close because i think what 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 brady being able to take over in that season told the patriots is they don't need drew Bledsoe back you know it, it was it, so like the, the 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 decision at that point the decision wasn't you know can we roll with brady or do we go back to drew like i think they had their answer regardless of if the tuck rule is ruled in in the favor of the raiders the thing is to also make it harder is that had Bledsoe had Brady that, that doesn't happen they go Bledsoe for financial reasons. Remember, Bledsoe that March had just signed a new ten and then record wow. ten year one hundred three million dollar deal with New England. Were they going to be able so to move it? Financially, they're going to them anyway. Yeah, I was going to say there's probably not a lot of teams taking that uh, taking that contract. Right. So well, let's 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 transition away from like the the broad sports history. Uh, let let's go to our individual teams. Okay. Um, and and similar to the episode we talked about. Um, you know the picking the players, pulling them out of retirement. We'll we'll start with uh, we'll start with basketball. Uh, if you have a if you have a favorite basketball team, uh, I'm definitely abstaining from this one because there's there's really no history for me to pull from Philly, uh, with with the Sixers. <laughs> but, but Matt, we'll go to you with the Sixers. So for me, and I think this is probably the one that's the more recent one and probably what I think is their closest they've come to the, the title is if Kawhi does not get the quadruple bounce, that shot misses, we go to overtime. The Sixers at that point had battled back and had all the momentum. And if Kawhi misses that shot, that arena is just drained of any sort of excitement because they had it to win right there and missed it. I think if he misses that shot, Sixers take it in overtime, and I mean, we saw what happened with injuries to the Bucks and certainly to the Warriors. I, I think that the Sixers win the title that year. 
All right, EJ, do you have one I, for the uh, Miami quick, Heat? I want, I want to touch on, on, on Matt's part there. They win that series. I don't think they win a title that year, but they keep Gene Butler. Probably. Because Butler was their best player in that playoff series. The whole wow. run. He was one of, he was he was he, he balled in that in yeah. that in that series. They 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 signed Butler, most yeah. likely. Yeah, um, I mean if they take it to at least the ECF, then Butler comes back over Ben right. Simmons for sure. Right. Uh man, would that if? be something? Yeah. yeah. Butler and maybe Simmons actually grows up. Who knows? Um geez. Mine goes way back. What what if the Heat didn't actually uh Get Pat Riley, and they stuck it out with the the early team of Rice and Cycli and those guys. I I love those old Heat teams. I, I'm one of the few fans that still wax poetic, but I mean, they were moving. It was a slow build, but they were they were starting to gain something. But then you know they trade away Steve Smith, and to me, still the worst trade in Heat history for Kevin Willis. Hated that trade. And then they when Riley gets there, they trade Glenn Rice, which I which pissed me off at, at the time. And of course, it was the right move at the time because Alonzo Mourning, and then you know, you become relevant again. So what if they what if the what if Pat Riley just come to Miami and they actually uh, kept that cord longer, a couple more years? All right, Sean, do you do you have one for the NBA? I mean, I know you're probably a, at least an adjacent Sixers fan. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm the Sixers. You know, for me, we're always you know while I was in Philly, we're always the like kind of. You know, redheaded cousin, you know, kind of the whole like, yeah, we don't really, because at the time they were just awful. You know, you know, NBA in, guy. But I, well, when I, I grew up an NBA guy, I grew up, um, yeah, through the Jordan era, and you know, I, like I, I t- alluded to in the previous episode, uh, you know, just kind of following greatness, and mm-hmm. you know, kind of followed Michael and, and and the whole Bulls team, and then, you know, I watched college basketball. I remember watching Tim Duncan come out and, and Marlboro and all those guys. So I, I kind of just followed individuals, right? And then I went to college in Philadelphia, and and um, at the time, like the Eagles were swelling, and the and the Phillies were starting to swell, and, and that was exciting. And the Sixers were just kind of there, and they just were stagnant and boring. It was post Iverson by a long shot. Right. It was when he was gone, it was over. Yeah. The, the eight dollar you know, years. Yeah, you were going to to see whoever they were playing, you know, <laughs> and and you know when they won a game, you were like, hey, good for you. You know, like it was Theo a, it, great job, Theo. <laughs> you know, um, so it is a hard one, but you know, um, I mean, I guess the one, the one Sixers one for me would have would have just been like, you know, I I don't think Iverson played a full career in Philadelphia, you know, and and you know, what if Allen Iverson could have just been more like, well, for lack of a better compare, like a Tom Brady. Where he could have been someone that was like, you know what, I'll restructure if it means you're going to get me help, you know, and, and, you know, or like, and people will say, you know, about Tom Brady, people forget LeBron James has done that a few times where it's like, if you can get me that he did it in Cleveland. And one of the reasons he left was because. Yeah, we, yeah, we touched on if LeBron, uh, if If, his decision was to stay. Right. Well, you know, and that was a big part was like, I mean, I'll, I'll take less money. I'll do whatever. Just get me the pieces. You know, and if Allen Iverson would have been able to do that, mm-hmm. uh, turns out Allen Iverson's a bit of a gambler and a little bit <laughs> has some off the court issues uh, as well. Yeah. Uh, but he's got a, he's got a big payday coming up here shortly, so oh, yeah. uh, you know, good for him. Um, but man, I just it's just baffling to me that that's the one is like yeah. how Allen Iverson was unable with the tap. If he could have put anyone around him, 
and played with him, and he could have been a little less me. I mean that, I yeah. Like, I mean that clip, uh, that clip when he beat Jordan his, out his of his skill feet level. Well, yeah, is still I one mean, of the greatest I mean, clips in just, NBA history. There's nobody like there's nobody that I've ever run across that when you bring up Allen Iverson's name is like. Well, well, there's nowhere to find like when when somebody's like, well, Michael Jordan this and LeBron James, and you're like Allen Iverson. People don't have other than like his off the field and like his hip hop attitude and the MTV and the, like whatever else. Practice. There's nothing to say negative about his game, right? You know, other than like maybe selfish. Yeah. You know, and 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 but I think that it's a shame that to, they couldn't win with him. But do you think it kind of had to be though, given how bad those teams were? He carried a team into a series with the Lakers in the finals. Right. Did they get embarrassed? And, and, yes. But and game the only loss that playoff run. The only loss that the Lakers lost that entire playoff run was that game because game was one. that game. That and game. That and it, it was, and they lost it to Allen Iverson. Right. Okay. Not to the Sixers. All right. Let's uh, let, let's let's keep moving here. Let's go to college sports because there's three Notre Dame fans here. So EJ, I'm going to go to you first, um, and because no I'm I'm very curious to see with three Notre Dame fans. What 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 moment is the what if for us? Um, EJ, I'll go to you first. Though. It's, it's mine. Mine's easy. I'm a, I'm a Florida State fan, so this is easy for me. What if in '91 and '90, especially '91, what if they made that field goal against Miami? Yeah, that's wide the, right. The, yeah, that's a pretty classic one. That's a pretty classic one there. They probably won the title that year. Probably. Um, I have a good feeling that that most of the three of us that are what if involves a field goal as well. Uh, mine doesn't. Mine, mine doesn't. Is. Yours, yours is the field goal against Boston College. I mean, that's because I mean that's whether it's the national field goal title or the game. That's 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 the. I mean, that's the one for me. Is like you know, nineteen ninety-three. Uh, you just come off the big win off Florida State. You take over the number one ranking, and man. I, mean, I don't know if it's let Boston, down. Boston know. College? Yeah. Yeah. If, if Boston, what if Boston College burned to the ground in 1990? <laughs> Thank you, Boston College. Thank you. Because uh, won, yeah, because won, uh, at the end of away. that season, Florida State ended number one, Notre Dame ended number two, which still doesn't make well, sense. It still yeah, doesn't yeah. make sense. No, I agree so with you. I'm just saying. What if, what if college football what if writers. Boston College burned to the ground. What if college football writers got it right at the end of the 1993 bowl season? That, that, that's probably one. It's still, it's still bad. Uh, yeah. Matt, what is yours for Notre Dame? Uh-oh. So we're going to go to the 1995 recruiting class. Okay. Where Notre Dame had signed an, uh, I would say, blue chip prospect in Randy Moss, who was eventually not allowed to play that season due to some altercations off the field or on the field whenever it may have occurred. If if we get Randy Moss on that 95 team, um, I think that changes the trajectory of that mid to late 90s Notre Dame football team. Overall. So what if is less, what if Notre Dame had signed Randy Moss and more if, what if Randy Moss had been Randy Moss such, had an, awful right, such an awful human being off the field? <laughs> Randy, Randy Moss, Moss will come in. Because he committed to Notre Dame and then Notre Dame's like, look, nah. We can't do this. He tried right. Florida State and Bobby Bowden went, Nothing I can do for you, son. Right. Like, like if Bobby Bowden's like, no. <laughs> right. How are you getting into Notre Dame? <laughs> right. Right. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I don't know everything about Randy Moss's past, but it's got to be real bad if Bobby Bowden couldn't. Goes, speak says about. no. Yeah. So I guess that is the better. What if Randy Moss hadn't? Randy Moss himself out of Notre Dame. Where I'll tell you one thing, Chad Pennington wouldn't be a household name nope. if he had played for Notre nope. Dame. Nope. 
Uh, Matt, yours probably plays a little bit into mine, and it's what if Lou like Holtz? What if Lou Holtz wasn't forced out after '96? Um, you know, beca- my, my runner-up to that was the Urban Meyer in if, what '05. Uh, yeah. Yeah, right when he was hot at runs. when he was hot at Utah. Because what if Charlie Weiss knew anything? <laughs> <laughs> what if Turns George O'Leary hadn't lied on his resume? Yeah. No, there is a big what, one. But yeah, what if, what if uh, Charlie Weiss had learned anything in a Patriots locker room? Right. Uh, what if he had? Just, I think Charlie Weiss just showed up every day and was just kind of like, "Hey, I mean, do you need to do anything?" And they were like, "No." Nah, I mean, yeah. what if Brian Kelly himself. cared about recruiting? There's a wild one. Um, but, yeah, I think if Holtz isn't forced out, he he breaks Rockney's record. Um, you know, you, we don't get Bob Davey as a head coach, probably. Thank God. Uh, I had blocked Now I'm having a struggle. We probably don't get Ty, Tyrone Willingham and My head hurts. Charlie White, all of that. Um, but uh, not Bob Davey. Now I, all I picture is his face on the sideline. Awful, awful. Um, all right, let's go to uh, let's go to hockey, uh, and I will start off uh, in the uh, in the 2018 Stanley Cup playoffs. In the 2018 Stanley Cup final, um, there was a point in game number two when the Capitals had a one goal lead, and with just under one minute to go, uh, Braden Holpe makes what is referred to as the save. Uh, where he stops a shot literally with the bend of his goalie stick uh, to keep Vegas from tying it. Um, because to me, um, you know, the Caps are already down 1-0 um, in Vegas. That's game two. If, if Vegas ties, I, I feel like they were a little bit quicker, a little bit fresher. They get the momentum back at home. They probably win that game in overtime. You go back to Washington down two games, Um I, I think that there's a whole different feel to returning to Washington because now you're just playing the well here we go again thing, um, and and I don't I don't know if they can recover from from that loss so uh, that that's that that's the big one. Uh, Braden Holpe obviously makes that uh, makes that save and saves us. Sean, we'll go to you with uh, with hockey and the Flyers. Yeah, I mean the Flyers is just so many. I mean, I, I kind of wanted to go to that like Blackhawks series and be what like, if Chuck what if, Fletcher like, isn't your general manager? <laughs> you know, <laughs> what if Ron Hextall was given a, a, a true shot, like those kind of things? But I, I, I think for me, it was like, what if we could just like, what if we would have just stuck it out with one of the goalies we had? You know, <laughs> I mean, any of them, pick a name. Well, I mean, it's just like the lease was so short. I mean, it, it, you talked about in the previous the previous episode, we talked about, you know, you know, are we too championship focused? And, and I feel like, unfortunately for the Flyers, uh, there was a point there where, you know, uh, the Eagles were competitive and the Phillies were doing well. And, uh, you know, eventually the Phillies won one. And, and once that happened, it became this, well, everyone's got to do it. We have all this talent here. And it was and, um, you know, you, you look at a guy like and, – and, and the one that sticks out to me is Sergei Bobrovsky. I was I mean, just about to say that. Bob, I think, like is that's, the one. That's probably the one. What's he won? Two Vesnas since we, we got yeah. rid of him? I mean, he backboned and, the Florida Panthers to, to yeah, the best just, record in hockey this year. Like, I mean, you know, is there was there enough talent in front of him on the defensive end? I, I don't know. But, but, I mean, he was a guy that I remember watching. There was like, I've never seen anybody close a five-hole faster. Like I just in a Flyers uniform, like his ability to go from like vertical to to shut it down, uh, was was amazing. Um, you know, 
we went to a different who we go with uh we went with a different russian we, Briz, yeah, and, you know, and, and he was supposed to be the next big show and was not. And uh, when Briz came in and they gave him a big contract, they let go of a couple really good goaltenders in the next. Few yeah, years. they've had a lot in the pipeline too that they. Yeah, and and they just, and now we're clinging to a Carter Hart, hoping he's. And I'm like, and I don't know what to believe anymore. But well, and again, we just, it's the problem isn't more in front of him than it is him. Yeah, and you know, maybe we never get our Bernie Perrant. Maybe we do. <laughs> uh, but but uh, but I I think with with particularly Bob uh, would have been the one that I'm like that that seemed like he was the best candidate for it and they just cut him early and, and it was it was really a shame um, but that that's like a recent memory what if I'm sure there's more historical what ifs for the Flyers yeah well but, but that one sticks out of my lifetime we'll go with that one EJ do you have one for the Rangers this year actually what have they won Game Three <laughs> good point Tampa. Yeah, I mean they they were up to nothing in the third period. Chance chance to take three nothing lead in the series, and I mean maybe Tampa still comes back. I don't know, but three zero lead is pretty tough to come back from. They win they win game three. They probably win that series. There you go. And what could have been uh, Matt for the Flyers? Yeah, I alluded to it earlier in terms of who I would bring back for the Flyers, and and I mentioned Eric Lindros. So rather than say what if he didn't have all the concussions he had, I would say what if we didn't bring Bobby Clark back as a GM that second stint <laughs> to kind of tie into the, the Lindros years because that was kind of more so the, the issue for the Flyers and Lindros was just disagreements between those two. Sure. And ultimately, like Flyers ownership is tending to do, they stick with the wrong person <laughs> and they stuck with Bobby Clark. We lost Eric Lindros and we haven't really seen much hope out of the Flyers team and short of some spurts like in 2010 and the the bubble years. One last hockey what if is what if Yammer Yager was human? Well, that's true. That's true. He was still, still campaigning playing. for uh, at fifty years old. He's still campaigning for still wants to play somebody to sign him. I and mean, he's still playing in Europe, so why not? Uh, let's go to baseball. Uh, I will start off. Uh, what if Jeffrey Mayer didn't catch Jeter's fly ball? That was ruled spectator interference. Uh, the Orioles would have taken control of that that series against the Yankees. I think they go on to win. Uh, God only that was the last time the Orioles were great, really. Um, you know, I think they I think they had a World Series shot great. in them uh, at that point. But uh, yeah, if that little fucker doesn't catch that ball, uh, or if it, or if the umpire just rules it correctly, like he can catch the ball, but if the umpire rules it and out, then uh, th- that changes things. Uh, Matt, we'll go to the Phillies with you. Yeah, so we're going to go to 2011, the NLDS. It was game five, Phillies versus Cardinals, and Raul Banez hit uh, a fly ball to right field that landed like 13 inches in front of the fence and was easily caught just short of being a three-run home run. So Phillies lose that game 1-0, but that was part of the the uh, four aces and a joker rotation that we had. So if we win that game 3-1-A, Howard's not trying to hustle out a ground ball at first base in the ninth and tearing his Achilles. And oh, B, yeah, we probably that. easily get past the Brewers and likely win another World Series and get Roy Halladay that title that he deserved. There you go. EJ, what's your uh, what if with the Mets? <sighs> this one still brings you up. What if Carl's <laughs> Beltran, 2006 NLCS against the Cardinals. 
What up, Beltron? Does not strike out looking. Game seven. In a uh, to this day burns me up. In in a in a reversal of fortune. What if Buckner plays that ball? <laughs> I like reality better. <laughs> uh, Sean, the Phillies for you. Uh, I I don't have a lot of what ifs for the Phillies. Other, than, it's just hard with Philadelphia because usually it's like. What if we had just signed this person, or what if we had actually spent the cap room that we had? Or we, uh, uh, and it, it's, it's frustrating. But you know, I, I feel like for me it was like, you know, what if in two thousand nine we hadn't tried so hard? And it's a weird way to say it, but I feel like it was it was the one time that I, I can remember like our, our front office trying too hard, uh, where it was like, well, let's just buy all the pitching. You know, let's buy all the – and, God, I wish they would try that again. Um, but, Jesus Christ. Um, the, the, their heart was in the right – it was like the one time that the front office's heart was in the right place. Well, if we just buy all the pitching, we won't need to score as many runs. And uh, it turns out you do because they, they spend it all on the front end and not on the bullpen. And uh, um, you just – you ran into a Yankees team that just kind of outplayed you. Uh, yeah. I mean – which is hard to – I, I think they were trying to hedge their bets. But they're like, look, we can't afford offense. <laughs> let's just – let's find Roy Oswald, um, you know. And, and and then a part of me is like, what if they just stuck with Cliff Lee? Or they, they, they stuck with Cliff Lee. They bailed on – they bailed on the wrong ones. Once they started disassembling, they, they, they bailed on the wrong ones. That was the other one. That what if they hadn't – traded Cliff Lee because they yeah. felt like they had to when they got Roy Halladay. Because if they have both of them oh, a year man. earlier that in was the they bailed on Cliff Lee. Yeah. That's just for oh Cliff let's Lee had a couple more good years in him. And yeah. and uh and that would have been amazing. Um you know what if Matt Stairs was faster. You know, they <laughs> could play every day. You know, there's a lot of but um but yeah I, I think for me like two thousand nine had a ton of what ifs but yeah, I think it was just what if we hadn't just put it all on pitching and just hope that would do it. Uh, it well, it just wasn't enough. All right, let's close out with the uh, with the NFL uh, with my Cowboys, Matt. Uh, you brought him up earlier when talking about Notre Dame, uh, but this to me is one of the bigger what ifs uh, in Dallas Cowboys history because uh, they had a shot. This seemed like the Jerry Jones pick. Uh, and for once, they, they didn't do it. They didn't do the flashy pick. They picked Greg Ellis. Uh, but what if the Dallas Cowboys draft Randy Moss in 1998? Um, I think there's a, there's a little bit of lease of life at, at, the, at the end of the Aikman career. And uh, whatever, whatever quarterback fills in next uh, maybe had a, would have had a better shot. Um, but, uh, yeah, I I've forever have wished I would have seen Randy Moss in a Cowboys uniform. Uh, Sean, with the uh, with the Eagles. Yeah, I mean, Lord knows if, if the Flyers have and the Phillies have a lot of what ifs. Lord knows the Eagles have an encyclopedia of them. Um, but um, you know, because obviously the one the other direction from what we're trying to do is, is what if Carson Wentz doesn't get injured uh, in that season? You know, did, who knows. You know, maybe they win it anyway. Maybe he carries confidence and he's our franchise quarterback. Instead, we traded our Super Bowl winning quarter. Let's move on from that. Uh, for me, it's more uh, – um, 
game specific, I guess. Um, I don't know. I don't know. What if, um, like, what if Jerome Brown doesn't die in a car accident? Like, that's a big one for me. Like, that's what a if, huge one. I mean, that was one of the most feared defenses in the history oh, yeah. of football. I, was, I mean, that was Buddy Buddy Ryan. After that moment, was just kept trying to recreate what he had built in Philadelphia. Philadelphia just let him keep getting meaner and meaner, and he's like, "I want the meanest, angriest defense that you could," ha-, and he got it. And uh, I'm not saying, like, you know, obviously one guy couldn't do it, but I, I feel like that's a big one. You know, in the early '90s, if Jerome Brown can be held on to as that kind of cornerstone, maybe Reggie White sticks around. Like if they get a if they get a Super Bowl or even an appearance uh, sooner, and Reggie White doesn't need to run away to get one, um, you know, I think that could have been a really good defense for a really long time. Uh, I'm convinced. In my opinion, I'm convinced that if Randall Cunningham stays healthy in that era, and they keep the defense together for a couple of years, they actually might stunt the Cowboys one of those those years because that that Eagles team was growing. That Eagles team was on the yeah. way up. In '92, yeah, and then I mean, you know, Clyde Simmons and Reggie White, and fucking, and then Reggie goes to Green Bay, and that's the end of that. But God, that, that defense was—I mean, I'm a Giants fan. That defense was scary. It was an awful, awful time for anybody that came to town, and and yeah. that's that's what oh, yeah. that's what Buddy wanted, you know. Yeah. All right, EJ, uh, with the Giants. Uh, Giants. Um, what if Plasco didn't get shoot himself in the foot? <laughs> <laughs> I mean. This is the, this is the year after one. You are the one seven. franchise that gets to take that figurative uh, <laughs> statement and just—it's it, literal in, in New York. Mm-hmm. Every other, what if we didn't shoot ourselves in the foot? The exactly. Like, what if we actually that, didn't shoot the ourselves? Giants? I just won a Super Bowl the year before that. That team in 08 was better than the one that won a Super Bowl the year before that on paper, and they, and they were eleven to one when that whole incident happened, and they just fell apart after he got after he was out for the year. Yeah, they might win the Super Bowl there. Good point. All right, Matt. My other big one was like, what if Al- like the other one I debated was like, what if Alshon had just <laughs> caught? Oh yeah, because like Nick Foles might still be a name. You know, it's kind of one of those like, because I think if, if if Alshon catches that ball the year the year after in the playoff, I, I feel like we would have just steamrolled right through that. Like we were on the move. And I feel like that, that was one that in my head stuck out is like, like Nick Foles might be a two, two time, you know, kind of, kind of talk at that point, mm-hmm. but what a record that year, the 08 year, we lost you guys in the playoffs. So it's true. All right, Matt, close, close us out for the what ifs. What, if, what is your, what if for the Philadelphia Eagles? Yeah. So I was going to lean towards the, the Randall injury. Um, Cause uh, you know, like that was alluded to yeah. that, that team probably stays intact. You know, they'll see success. Reggie probably doesn't leave for green Bay. Um, but just to, to take things a little differently, I'll say, what if in 04, T.O. does not get hurt leading up to the Eagles playoff run? Yeah. Uh, and he's fully healthy in that Super Bowl. Because, I mean, he put up nine for 122 on an injured fibula. If he's at 100%, I don't think Spygate even makes a difference, I think. Well, and just the run through the playoffs leading up to that it would, yeah, would have been – like, I, that team was, was – That was team going. was just – in the zone, hundred. Well, McNabb was at his best because yep. he finally had the best the guy. Yeah. We probably see a Super Bowl win, and we probably don't see a, a To and, and McNabb breakup the next year. I mean, yeah. we probably see that that duo set some records in the coming years as well. Probably. 
All right. That is a solid one. And with that, gentlemen, we close the book on the 2022 off season. The next time we come back together, uh, it will be uh, Tuesday night, August the 23rd, uh, and it will be the the kickoff of uh, of the new uh, weekly live shows uh, for Huddle Up Podcast. Um, so, Matt, uh, any place where they can follow you to uh, keep up with what you're doing? Yep, you can follow me on Twitter. It's at 3CT Affiliate. Uh, the number three, the letter A, Philly is in Philadelphia. The number eight, you can hear me on Thursdays and Tuesdays on the 3CT podcast, talking all things professional wrestling. Twice a year on the Earnestly Speaking podcast, maybe once a year on the Take Three Wrestling podcast, and every Monday on LinkedIn, maybe? on YouTube at the Maximize <laughs> Monday podcast. All right, EJ, how about you? Earnestly Good Podcast. Podcast, all podcast catchers, Twitter, EJ Christian 7, and that's all I got for you. All right, Sean, I think you have a Twitter maybe sometimes. I still do. <laughs> uh, I have two young kids, so I never get on there. Uh, but it's at Sean Shine State. If I am going to tweet anything, that's where you'll find me, uh, at Sean Shine State down here in the state of Florida. Um, just living it up in the city of Tampa Bay, hoping we stop winning shit down here. <laughs> um, but, uh, I mean... You got beaches. You get, like you need titles, you know. Uh, but that's where you can find me. Yeah, and uh, it was good to have you back uh, on a couple of these uh, off-season episodes. Hopefully, we'll hear from you uh, in the upcoming season again. Tuesday Here's night, up. August the twenty-third. Um, pay attention to our social media. We will be, uh, you know, letting you know what time the live shows will begin. Uh, but make sure you are following us at Huddle Up Podcast, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, so you do not uh, miss any of those announcements. Subscribe to the show, all podcast platforms, YouTube as well. Get the merchandise over at tpublic.com. Uh, if you enjoy the show, share it with somebody. And until next time when you hear and see us live uh, on the show, stay safe, stay smart, and go for the win.